0: warning. Although this podcast revolves around Disney, Disney movies, and Disney-related themes, we have a tendency
1: to use mature language, which is not suitable for all ages. Discretion is advised.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Ocho and Ortiz Disney Podcast, and on this episode, we're going back to the well with something. I'm not looking forward to it. But without further ado, let's get this stuff started. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ocho and Ortiz are back in your life with another edition of the Disney podcast, not the wrestling podcast. And on this episode, like I said, we are going back to the well and we are covering the sequel to a movie which we've already covered. It was one of Josh's picks again this week, so you know I'm not <laughs> happy about it. And like I said on the last, the last, epi- uh, the last, th- When we covered this the last time, I said that I would be playing the part of the parent while Josh would be playing the part of the excited child telling a story about his favorite movie in depth, in detail, and I would pretend to listen and care. And that's exactly what's going to happen again this time. I wish I had an alcoholic beverage in front of me. I do not. We're talking (laughs) Descendants. Part 2. And before we get into that, guys... Let me just point out that we are available across most major social media platforms. We are available on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod, Instagram at Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod, or you can follow us on Twitter at Ocho Ortiz Disney. We'd greatly appreciate it if you followed us on any or all of those social medias. Keep up to date with the show and what's going on and new posts and new episodes. And in addition to that, you can listen to the show on most major podcasts and platforms. We are available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our main source of uploading is Podbean, Ocho and OrtizDisneyPod.podbean.com. So without further ado, and with all of that out of the way, Josh, how are you this week? Oh, I'm I'm doing great, man. How are you? I mean, I think I made it known that I, I'm not too happy about the selection of this <laughs> of this movie I had to sit through it and unlike you with the Muppet Christmas Carol I was actually able to sit through the whole thing I've now managed to sit through two whole Descendants movies and it was not an easy thing to do having said that why don't why don't we just get straight into it because it's like eleven forty-five in the evening on a Sunday I don't know about you I work tomorrow on the holiday Monday it is a holiday Monday here in Ontario the day before we record this i don't know if you're working you probably are so let's just get right into this josh lead
1: us off with the descendants yeah so today we're talking descendants to i mean i told you guys it was coming electric was gonna boogaloo <laughs> no it's not electric boogaloo yes there's it no is tagline to this there's no tagline yeah i said this was gonna come isn't the tagline was- long live evil like
0: it's literally on the on the picture that I have up on my screen right now, it says "Long Live Evil." Oh, is it? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, well, you know how like there's no there's no it's just called Descendants 2, okay? That's See, it, it is. says "Long Live Evil," Josh. Well, it's called Descendants 2. There's no other thing with it. Anyways, yeah, there you go. I like that one. It's got everybody on it. Yeah. So this one starts with a another great, fantastic song that I know Dave loved. I fucking hated
0: this.
1: (laughs) I fucking hated this. I didn't even get
0: dialogue before it started. It just went straight into a shitty song and dance routine.
1: (laughs) Fuck. Oh man, it (laughs) So angry. (laughs) Guys, just just to just to let you know how angry Dave was with this. Today while I was out, I was getting messages upon messages (laughs) of him just watching the movie. And it was all in caps. (laughs) And so I was actually at the movies. And, like, I remember I messaged him right before the movie started. And then my phone just kept going off and off and off and off. I'm like, oh, my God, what is he doing? (laughs) And then when when I opened my phone, I was like, oh, my God. There was probably at least 10 or ten or 12 messages in a row without me responding of him just going, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this one? Why the fuck are they dancing? Who the fuck is this child labor kid?
0: <laughs> we'll get to the child labor in a few, in a
1: little bit. <laughs> yeah, so it, it starts off with a, with, with a great song called Ways to be Wicked. It's not a
0: great song. <laughs> it's not, not a fucking great song at all. <laughs>
1: So yeah, it's called Ways to Be Wicked. The only, you know what? You know what really bugged me actually about the Ways to Be Wicked part—the entire was, fucking
0: dance sequence,
1: as no, long just, as as
0: as well as the shitty music.
1: No, just Because that's what bothered horrible, me. Mal's horrible wig. Like you could tell that that was just that. That's what bothered you. Wig. Yep, a hundred percent. That's what bothered me was <laughs> the horrible wig she was wearing in that part, in that particular part of the movie. Because her hair is never like that again for the rest of the movie. Not that color. Not like that it's it was just it looked horrible, horrible. but yeah, so it, it's but this whole dance
0: in honor can't... of this horrible movie, I'm wearing the hat of a horrible baseball franchise. actually, I'm kidding. I actually like the Mets, and I would rather watch the Mets than watch descendants, but I digress go Mets.
1: didn't you go to a Mets game while we were in New
0: York or something? I did yes, I absolutely love City field. It was the first ballpark that I've visited outside of Toronto and the staff love me, and I'm going to try to make it a yearly thing to go to City Field on my annual baseball trips that I'm trying to take each year. Nice. But unfortunately, this year with, uh, with the Rona, everything's sort of been canceled. But again, I'd still rather watch the Mets and their current bad baseball team over the Descendants. But let's get back to the Descendants.
1: Okay. So yeah, this, the, again, this song and everything is, it's more like a, a dream sequence of sorts or like a daydream that mal's having because right after the song ends do you want to talk about the song because i know how much you, you loved it
0: i have no more i have no further input about the song at this time not
1: not, not even about Beast dancing
0: oh my god that <laughs> fucking atrocious attempt at the goddamn fucking robot and i think bell made an attempt fucking too jesus fucking christ i had erased that from my memory why did you have to fucking bring that back up? God damn it! That was horrible. Because
1: that, that was the first thing you messaged me about. Well, actually, no, that was the second thing you messaged me about. The first thing you messaged me about was saying how I lied to you, saying that this was longer. When it's a not, it's about the sa- It's like the same runtime as the first one.
0: Okay, I'm convinced you went and edited IMDb because I swear when I looked at IMDb before I started watching the movie the other day, it said it had a runtime of an hour and fifty seven minutes. And then you said it was the same time length today and I or last night and I checked and it said an hour and 51 minutes. So I'm pretty sure somewhere along the way you went in and and changed the uh, the running time on IMDb just to mess with me.
1: I didn't even check IMDb. I just went straight to Disney Plus and checked the run times on both. (laughs) Or actually, I checked the run times in all three. Right. Yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's it's an hour and 53 minutes, just like the first one. But yeah, again, it's it's more of a dream sequence that she's having. And then it flashes to, you know, real real world Mal and her hair is now blonde with purple tips. And she's just getting bombarded by the paparazzi. there, asking a whole bunch of things about the Royal Cotillion that's coming up. And then she doesn't really know what to say. She's kind of getting overwhelmed and stuff. And then Ben swoops in. They, they ask him a question. He says no comment. And then Fairy Godmother sends them all away. That's,
0: that's basically the Yeah, main. She, she basically told them to bippity-boppity-fuck themselves.
1: <laughs> this is gonna be such a great episode.
0: <laughs> Which is basically how I felt about this movie. It can bippity-boppity-go-fuck itself.
1: <laughs> I can't wait for you to watch the third.
0: Oh, the third one, we're definitely doing my idea of... of uh, of just you you doing the review and then i'll i'll listen to your review and critique it afterwards Dude,
1: can we just do it both <laughs> we'll, we'll do both we'll we'll do like an episode we'll do both and we'll put one up as a patreon exclusive <laughs> uh i like the picture you have up now it's got the new cast members as well we don't meet them yet actually we do do we do it? no I no we don't meet them yet thank Christ. But- because why would you in, why would you introduce the the
0: the new characters right away? Why why wouldn't you wait fucking twenty minutes like this movie did before you introduce the the new characters? Twenty fucking minutes to introduce the new characters? God damn it! There was more yeah. time spent with the fucking dog, which we'll get more into than oh there was. God. Fuck.
1: Anyways, continue, okay. continue, because I know we're short on time. So let let's. Let's keep this train, you know, this train gonna, wreck, fucking going. It's just gonna be a fast review tonight, okay? You know, it, the story goes on, and Mal just keeps getting overwhelmed. Oh, because everybody keeps asking her questions. Whatever the fuck, what's her name again? Fairy godmother's daughter, Jane. 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 The Jane fact keeps that I fucking talking. know
0: that and you don't just terrifies me.
1: <laughs> it took me a second, okay. Anyways, Jane Jane keeps asking Mal a whole bunch of questions, and Mal's just, again, getting overwhelmed, and her eyes start glowing green. She calms herself down and, you know, answers all of her questions. And again, later on, when she's talking with Carlos—yeah, we're getting there right now— when she's talking with Carlos, again, her eyes turn green, she's freaking out. And Yeah, uh, it's,
0: it's, it's basically her—it's it, basically the way for them to show her getting frustrated and, and overwhelmed with the situations
1: yeah with everything that's happening and uh, sort of
0: like me watching this
1: <laughs> so carlos asks mal to make him a little potion because he's he's been trying to ask jane out for cotillion. i feel like i've skipped over something important
0: probably not nothing in this movie is really important
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i know what i skipped over it was the was the fight scene where where they won't let lonnie join the 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 fencing team wasn't uh, that anyways. after the the meeting in the room no, because do because the the meeting in the room between Carlos. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cause, yeah, yeah cause because the first
0: the first meeting in the room was Evie and Mal, or yeah, Evie and Mal, and then it was the fence and scene, and then it was the meeting in the room with, with Carlos and, and Mal.
1: Yeah, and then Chad just showing up because he wants to uh...
0: fucking useless character.
1: <laughs> uh, he's pretty useless in the second this. If you're the third gonna well. make him a dick wad, just put him on Team Evil. Like fuck. Anyways, I digress. Keep going. <laughs> so Car- Carlos, Carlos keeps trying to ask out Jane to this cotillion that's coming up, and he he keeps getting nervous and you know not doing it. So then he asks Mal to make him a little like truth potion, I guess, right? And it's in, it's in a candy, and she's like, "Are you sure you want to take this?" I don't because, know if I, know I would be-
0: say truth potion. It it's it's basically a po uh, like a make your wish come true potion
1: because mal because mal, mal
0: even says to him that if she were to take it like she she would want to go back to the to the isle of evil and then when no, the dog no. when, when the dog eventually eats it on it he he starts talking because his wishes to talk so i would say it's more of a, a make your wish come true potion than it is than it is a truth potion
1: It was more of like a a speaking your truth potion because she's like, if I took this and I spoke what I was thinking right now, I would get sent back to the aisle for what she was thinking. Right. That's that's what she said. So as she goes to give the candy to to Carlos, the dog dude eats it. And then he starts talking and Mal's just reaction to this where she just turns to the side and she's like, I'm out and walks out. And he's like, that was almost me
0: at that point. I did not need a (laughs) fucking talking dog in this movie. Fucking Disney and their goddamn movies with talking dogs. I don't need them. I don't need them. Yeah, you do. You've had enough, yeah. Disney. You've overkilled the fucking genre. Stop it. We Stop it. We just, Next, we just reviewed Oliver and Company where they're talking. Okay, it's a fucking cartoon. All the animals are talking. <laughs> Live action movies with animals talking. I don't need it. Okay? I mean, I'm sure we're probably going to review Homeward Bound at some point and all the animals talking in that. But, you know. That genre needed to stop in the '90s with that movie. Like, it, you don't need talking. If if somebody in Disney pitches another movie with a goddamn talking dog and it's a live action, I want everybody else that works at Disney to slap them across the face as hard as possible because that's a terrible idea.
1: Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> after that, Mal goes on a on a on a date with Ben. Ben, and before that, she. She's still using her spell book, and what she, she was supposed to make a whole bunch of stuff for a picnic for Ben, but she didn't have time and she forgot. So she just uses a spell to make all of his favorite foods. He then sees the spell book and sees all the spells that she's been using. And, right, because you know, he, he went fight. to grab,
0: he went to reach into the picnic basket to grab something, and he yeah, pulled and- out the spell book.
1: Yeah, and and you know he they get into this huge fight about everything, and then she goes back to her room. She gets a little like shoebox, pokes some holes in it, and then grabs her mom, who is Maleficent, who is still a little like lizard. puts puts her uh, into there and says, "Let's blow this popsicle stand." And she decides she's going to use go back to the aisle on her moped. That she uses as a spell to just cross over the fucking ocean there to get into to get to the aisle. And yeah, once she gets there, she decides to go to. Yeah, good good to know she
0: could have just used a fucking potion at any time to go back and forth between the two fucking islands. Like, you're telling me that couldn't have worked in the first fucking movie? Like, I know, I know all the parents were stuck in that castle and they were prevented from, from getting out, but you're telling me that fucking Maleficent couldn't have sent Mal over, couldn't have given Mal a spell to, to go over on her, her moped in, in the first fucking movie? the fuck with this continuity? Fuck this film. Sorry, continue.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of different continuities. Okay. So, the, the way that works is she can't use the spell book while she's on the aisle, because it, it wouldn't work there, right? But using it to get from Oradon to the aisle, it, it, it'll work, right? So
0: fucking stupid. <laughs> fuck.
1: Anyways, so, there's, so then she gets to Lady Tremaine's hair salon. Oh, you mean the child labor worker? Yeah. <laughs>
0: The fucking kid that looks like she's eight goddamn years old and she's working a hair salon by herself. Okay. Okay.
1: I don't know if you realize this or if you even saw it, but technically they weren't open. It even says does not open till midnight or whatever. So I'm they sorry. Open. Who was doing all the fucking work? She was sweeping up. That's okay. even worse. That's even more to my point that
0: it's child labor because they're <laughs> they're making her do the work after hours when no one can come in and inspect it. They're making her clean the the salon, whoever owns it, after hours. Just so they can't get caught with a child
1: working in the fucking salon. It's her grandmother's salon. She's Lady Tremaine's granddaughter. She's Drizella's daughter. She's eight fucking years old. It's child labor. Yeah, I've seen, like, ten-year-olds work in a convenience store because their parents own it here in Toronto. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyways... It's not like she. She even then she. She even asks, Do, "Have you? Has your grandmother given you any clients?" And she's like a witch here or there. And she's also not eight years old, okay. <laughs> but anyways, guys, j- if you haven't seen *The
0: Sentence*, go watch *The Sentence* too, and tell me that that Tremaine or whatever the fuck this kid's is, name is doesn't look like she's eight years he- old.
1: Her name is Dizzy.
0: It doesn't She's fucking Lady. matter.
1: She's Lady Tremaine's granddaughter. It, it again, She's Drizella's daughter.
0: Again, it, it doesn't not important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of the new characters we get introduced to, and also, oh, actually, I think we skipped over for that whole song. We uh, we, we what a shame of we, we missed the song. To the new we, we do get introduced to Uma, who's up there in the right above Dave's head there, who is Ursula's daughter, played by China Anne McClain, another Disney. Kid. Yeah, she Uma, was, Harry uh, Hook, and
0: Gil, the son of Gaston.
1: Yeah, son of Gaston, there played by Dylan Playfair. He's on a show called Crave. uh not Crave. Oh fuck, what's the show called? Letterkenny. And Harry Hook, he he's actually the one dating Dove Cameron in real life. I guess I think they met on this thing.
0: Fan, you know, fan, fan <laughs> fantastic, Josh. Fan, <laughs> fucking, toxic. You can see how enthralled I am with all of their fucking love lives and post descendants careers. Post-Descendants,
1: he's been on... Um,
0: Don't care. Uh, <laughs> Do not give a single shit.
1: <laughs> it's called Legacies. Don't it's care. Originals. Very Don't very fucking very care. Very <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we, we, we get... Speaking of legacy, why the them fuck them does he carry of- around a hook?
0: He has two working hands, and yet he decides to, I, like, I get he's Harry Hook. But, like, at least explain to me, like, I'm assuming it's supposed to be his father's hook? I don't know. Fucking explain the hook to him. Besides, besides just saying he's Captain Hook's son, give me a reason why he has this hook. Like, like, just having it cause his last name is Hook is ridiculous. Especially when we see him on different occasions throughout this film. Using two hands and not having the hook. Like, it... uh, Okay. Second of all, he's fucking Captain Hook's son. Okay? I don't think he would be fine with being second in command to Uma. Like, logistically, in real life, if this was a real situation, he would be trying to mutiny to overthrow Uma. Don't tell me that they would be working together and coexisting peacefully. I don't fucking buy that for a second. Captain Hook wouldn't be second in command to, to anybody, and I don't believe Harry Hook, in, 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 logistically speaking, would be willing to be second in command to anybody. But I digress. Josh, back to you.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, she's probably more powerful than, than Hook is. She's, because it doesn't matter. She... He,
0: he would still want to be number one. He wouldn't be okay with just being number two.
1: It's funny, because he, he kind of says that in, in, in the song, too, right? He's like, I don't to listen to the I'm lyrics. One. Oh, and, and, and when, when he starts singing in that song, like, What's My Name? She He literally says, never learn to count because I'm number one, right? He, but but he, at first he says, he's like, she's the captain, I'm the first mate, never learn to count because I'm number one, something like that. Wow, that's,
0: okay. Well, I'm so glad that I chose not to listen to those lyrics, because that is, that is awful. That is awful songwriting, <laughs> just terrible. Whoever did the music should be ashamed of themselves. That's 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 beyond no, no. That's not okay with me.
1: <laughs> Come on, they were they were good characters. At least Uma's a Uma's a good character.
0: Fucking Gil was useless as fuck. He didn't even need to be there. Jesus Christ.
1: I mean, I like Gil
0: is the you most useless see. fucking character in this movie. The second most useless is fucking prince charming like chad chad charming like
1: i i i thought you were going to say dizzy
0: the 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 two oh my god fuck <laughs> the fact that she had more than one scene for fuck's sakes
1: like that, i just <sighs> i guess technically she has 3 right <laughs> fuck i think she has 4 <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah, she does have four, I guess. But um, yeah. but Gil does Gil adds
0: not a single fucking thing. You you could have fucking thrown in a trained monkey in this movie, and it would have just. It probably would have been better to watch a monkey on a ship rather than this fucking character of Gil. There was nothing to him. I get he's Gaston Gaston's son, and he's supposed to be into himself. But like, they don't even like he. He, he's nothing in this movie he was a he was a waste of space was not needed was not needed at all and i mean i get i get i get uma and, and and hook working together you know in, in relation to disney themes because of you know them both being water people you know Hook being Hook being a, a pirate or a son of a pirate so he's on the seas all the time. Uma is Ursula's daughter. Ursula's Ursula's the sea urchin so she's in the water all the time. So they they know the life of the water. Fucking Gill makes no fucking sense as part of this goddamn pirate crew. Not a single fucking lick of sense. It, it, I I have no use for him. No use, waste of space to this movie.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like there's the connection with him and Ben, right? Doesn't matter. Like you could have
0: had that connection in the first movie. You could have saved it for the third movie. The fact that this movie boils uh, uh, revolves around the Island of Evil's pirate themed characters, Gill has no place there.
1: <laughs> I don't know what to say, man.
0: No 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 uh... pla- no place there.
1: Fuck! I'm so lost to where I was. Give me, now.
0: Give me a villain but, from fucking Atlantis the Lost Amp- Empire. That would make more fucking sense than the son of uh, than the son of Gaston. Yeah, we never we never get
1: a uh, uh, a person from that at all in
0: any of the movies. I'm so so disappointed. I I really don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying it would have been better thematically than having Gil.
1: So, anyways, Mal's back on the aisle now. She's gotten her hair done by by Dizzy. That's when Harry comes in, takes the money from her, from from Dizzy, and realizes that Mal's back and says, you know, Uma's going to love it. You can't have back your turf, blah, blah, blah. Cut back to Auradon, where Evie's now telling Ben that Mal has gone back to the Isle. So the two of them, plus Jay and Carlos, decide that they're going to go back to the Isle to get Mal to come home. They get there, and that is when you get the best song of the series, when we get there. No. I know how much you love this song.
0: You you can't you cannot say with a straight face that any song from this particular movie in the franchise is the best song of the series. When clearly nothing is gonna top Evil Like Me, that was the best performance, that was the best song, no matter what other songs came after that, that is that is the high point of the songs in the franchise for The Descendants.
1: I don't know what it is about this. I I like Evil Like Me, but it's not even like my favorite song from the first
0: movie. Well, I mean, you're entitled to that wrong opinion.
1: <laughs> but I, I, you know what it is? It's because I really like Sophia Carson at Evie. So this was like her first really getting her own song. Oh, my realistic.
0: God. Is so this the Chilling Like a Villain song? are you f- no, no no fucking way is this they turned a fucking phrase like chilling like a villain into a goddamn fucking song and dance number no no goddamn i will not allow you to say that this is the greatest song of the franchise no no i'm not having it not at all fuck that fuck that no no not at all nope, no no no
1: When you texted me, <laughs> I gotta read some of these texts. <laughs> just, every, all of this is in caps, okay? Oh, I fucking forgot. I'm gonna start reading some. I'm gonna watch this. This is who the fuck is the child hairdresser? Why the fuck are By you? By the way, kids? all my texts
0: what to child? you were in all caps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then this is where we are. For the love of Christ, they turned the phrase "chilling like a villain into a fucking song. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Dave, but this was my favorite song. This is still my favorite song of the whole franchise. Of all three movies, this you, is my you, favorite you, song. You are, wrong. you
0: are entitled to your wrong and ultimately shitty decision to to decide that this is the greatest song in the franchise. No. No. I will not. No. No. <laughs> Ch- they turned the phrase "chilling like a villain into into a whole 5 minute goddamn song and dance number. No, I'm not
1: having it. No, not on my watch. Um, y- yes, Dave. No, it is. No. Again, to me it is it is my favorite song from all three of them. I wish you had a picture of that of that of that scene. That would have been perfect for that right now. No. So they're chilling like a villain. No. You know, the first time I heard that I'm like, wow, this is pretty bad. You see and this picture behind me? These are literally
0: villains chilling. This is chilling like a villain. I don't need it turned into a fucking song.
1: But it was a great song, Dave.
0: No. 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 And then what's worse after this is we get another scene with the fucking child
1: labor victim. (laughs) She got a second scene!
0: As if one wasn't enough.
1: Not right away. There was stuff in between that. Like Ben gets kidnapped after Ben after after Ben is unsuccessful of getting Mal to, to come back. To yeah, Mal, yeah, they uh, to they the go Auradon. to
0: they go to their old apartment and Ben goes upstairs to talk to Mal and Mal says that she basically essentially breaks up with him.
1: Yeah, well, she sort of did that already before by leaving the ring and just leaving the uh, just leaving Oregon, anyways. But yeah, now it's like an official breakup. They're not together anymore. She's not she's not coming back. So Ben leaves, goes downstairs. As Evie and them are trying to talk to Mal, they don't know where Ben is. Then they look around. They they think they see Ben coming when it's actually Harry, who says they've now nicked him, kidnapped him. And if they want to get him back, then Mal has to go to the the restaurant to speak to Uma alone. So they go upstairs, talk to Mal. Mal's pretty pissed off that, you know, they even brought him here. So Mal agrees to go and meet with Uma. She goes to meet with Uma and they have a arm wrestling competition. If Mal wins, she gets Ben back, not a problem. As Mal is winning, she you know, she's using her I guess her powers or whatever because she's well, her eyes. They're also trash
0: talking each other back and forth.
1: Yeah, they're trash talking back and forth and you know, she starts using her eyes and her power and then as she's almost about to win, Uma says if I win, then you have to bring me Fairy Godmother's wand. And that just kind of throws off Mal and she loses. So Uma says, go get me the wand. You have till noon. Otherwise, I'm going to kill Ben.
0: Which, again, so is goes- so fucking stupid because that wasn't agreed upon. She just fucking said it. Nothing was agreed upon. The, the, uh, Mal did not accept the, the, terms of, uh, the terms of that condition before she, she was defeated in the arm wrestling match. So I don't see how that counts as as being a, a, a contractually binding agreement when it wasn't ac- actually agreed upon.
1: To be fair, that's kind of Mal's fault, because before they started, Uma said, Uma's like, if you win, then you get Ben back. No problem. Mal puts her arm down is ready to go. And then Uma asks, don't you want to know what I get if I win? And Mal's like, well, it's not going to happen. So she doesn't. She, she doesn't ask to ask what Uma wants. So Uma is smart and uses that to her advantage. Throws her off and she wins. Right? No? <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Anyways, they go back to the... We cut back to the apartment where Mal is telling them what ch- what what they want. So they decide that Mal and Evie are going to... Sorry, one second. Yeah, no. Mal, take, take, Mal, all, Mal. take all the time you
0: need. I'm I'm all for more more time filling for this fucking movie.
1: <laughs> Mal, Mal and Evie they they all come up with a plan. Carlos and Jay are going back to to Auradon because they have a 3D printer, which is why Chad keeps going into their room to is to use their 3D printer because he made a key with their 3D printer anyways so they're going back to to their to ordon to make a copy of the wand while mal and evie go to lady Tremaines to make some smoke bombs which is that's where you get the second scene with dizzy not the child labor
0: the child labor victim Uh. thank you very much
1: (laughs) she Uh, has an official name and that's it it, it's funny, because that's where it says, for fuck's sakes, why does the child labor victim get a second scene? <laughs> One was more than <laughs> 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 So, whenever we get to a spot where I know you've texted me, I'm going to read out your text messages, Dave.
0: <laughs> Good, because they're more
1: entertaining so... than this film. <laughs> no. Anyways, yeah, so, what's your name? Evie surprises Dizzy that she's back, and then you know they start making some some hair accessories or whatever. While Mal's making the, the smoke bombs, and I know you love the smoke bombs. As I was indifferent in... to them until they were used. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> back back Fuck. in Auradon, dude dude blabs that Ben has been kidnapped, and Lonnie overhears that they finish making the three D print of the wand, and as they're going back, Lonnie says she's going with them. Because, you know, she's a good fighter and everything, so Lonnie goes with them. They all meet up again and then it's almost noon, so they go over to where Uma is holding Ben captive and it's on her pirate ship. <laughs> what? Sorry, I
0: just know I just know what text message is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but-
1: Uma, Uma and Ben are there. Harry, Harry wants to, like, basically kill Ben, throw him to the fishes, stab him, whatever. And he's like, you got 20 minutes until until it's time. And he's like, that says 1130. <laughs> and then, like, a minute later, Harry's like, you got 19 minutes, tick-tock. <laughs> you know, Ben's trying to reason with Uma, like, you know, come with me back to the, back to Auradon. You're a leader. I'm a leader. Let's fix, let's solve this. Blah, 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 blah. They show up. The rest of the gang shows up, Mal and them. And that's when we get into another fantastic song here, where Dave decided to text me, Oh good, a shitty rap battle. Just what I fucking wanted. <laughs> well...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Followed by, The
1: lyrics are so fucking forced. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and the goddamn, uh, uh, the goddamn overuse of Autotune who the fuck produced this, <laughs> Little Wayne? <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair, all of the songs in this movie were heavily auto-tuned, and they didn't even they didn't even make an attempt to blend this to make it sound like they were singing it live. Every single song you could tell was oh, input sh- was input off of the studio recordings. And it, they were god-awful. Oh, Jesus Christ. And the lyrics in this one are just, like I said in the text message, are so forced and so goddamn awful. Most of them don't even fit together. Like, they forced words to try and rhyme that just shouldn't work together. And, fuck, like I said, it it's as if fucking Lil Wayne produced this with how bad and over auto-tuned it was. I mean, speaking of Lil Wayne, I didn't get a chance to fucking say this earlier, but let's go back to the fucking first song for Uma. Like, fucking Say My Name, like that stupid, shitty rip-off Destiny's Child song. Fuck that song, too, because I didn't get a chance to say it on here, and I didn't get a chance to say it in the text messages, but fuck them for knocking off, like, Destiny's Child, Say My Name. Fuck this movie. (laughs)
1: We also skipped skipped the actual song, too, between Mal and Evie called Space Between. Totally forgot about that one.
0: (laughs) You know what? Good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so they they go into the song called It's Going Down, where it's basically just Mal and Evie... Just like my patience
0: for this movie, it's going down. I'm yelling timber.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. Mal and Uma are just, you know, they're arguing, talking, or arguing while singing at each other this is the rap battle that dave loves so much oh god (laughs) fuck yeah so then they make they, they go to make the exchange but mal or uma wants a demonstration of the wand working so luckily dude the talking dog had had come with them even though carlos had told him to stay so Mal makes up some fake ass spell and then tells the dog to talk. And he talks. And so they think that the that the wand is real. They make these Though this sounds depend. absurd, I command the dog to say a word.
0: <laughs> is that what it was? It was something along those lines and I fucking hate myself for knowing that much.
1: Oh it was though this may be absurd, turn your bark into a word. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't I, I didn't need to know what it actually was. The fact that I knew <laughs> most of it just
0: fills me with hatred and rage for myself.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, so then after that, they decide. So they make. So they make the trade, and they're they're about to leave while Uma tries to bring down the bear, and then she realizes that it's a fake one. So then we get into the next great fucking thing of a huge giant sword fight, where Dave texts me. Oh, so everybody just knows how to fucking sword fight. <laughs>
0: Like okay, I get it. Ben, Carlos, and Jay are on the fucking fencing team. What goddamn training do Mal and Evie have with fucking sword fighting? And I, at Lonnie is is the daughter of Mulan. I get it. Like that. But everybody else like has no logical explanation as to how they know how to fucking sword fight.
1: You mean, the only other two would be being Mal and Evie.
0: No, I'm sure there were people. I'm sure, I'm sure there was a part where the dog probably fucking sword fought, and I just didn't pay attention <laughs> enough to see it. Like
1: fuck. Also, as as their sword, as the sword fighting is about to start, that's when they start throwing the smoke bombs.
0: Holy crap <laughs> Josh! Why do they need this... multicolored smoke bombs? Why? One fucking color for the smoke bomb would have this... sufficed. Why do yeah. I? Why do I need four different fucking colors of smoke bombs? I
1: I don't. This is what, I neither did they. This is what. He, God damn it, Josh. Why? Why? The, why? He's literally said, "Why the fuck do they need multicolored smoke bombs? One fucking color would do fine." <laughs> when you release this episode, you're literally gonna have to put like a huge disclaimer. <laughs> so, Contains a lot of swearing. <laughs> oh, anyways,
0: this this is going to be the episode where parents stop letting kids
1: under the age of like sixteen listen to this podcast. Yeah, let's be realistic. There's no teenager listening to this podcast. God, I hope not. Not with <laughs> the shit we say. This is where I thought where was a there was a big missed opportunity here. We what to end Jay. the movie early? Yeah, I agree with no. you. That was a huge miss, fucking opportunity. No. Well, when we get so the the sword fighting's happening, we get Jay and Hook or and Harry and Harry fighting, and at one point, you know, Jay gets the better of him and gets the hook away from here, from him. And I feel like that's a such a missed opportunity to hear, looky looky, I got hooky. I hate you. Please, please, please tell me you know where that's from.
0: Right now no, I'm just filled with hatred that you want to hear it's, that phrase.
1: It's from Hook when Rufio gets the better of of Hook.
0: Oh god, I haven't oh, seen that movie in like probably 20 years. Oh, such a fantastic movie. I'm not I'm, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying I didn't yeah, need that we'll, line in this movie.
1: That that was such a missed up. I could have
0: used Rufio point. in this movie. You know what hey man, I could have used? Know, I could have used what, a review I'm... of Hook rather than a review of Descendants 2.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's a Disney movie, though.
0: Probably not.
1: Um, you know what? I think I think Robin Williams Jay...
0: was pissed off with Disney at the time.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, Jay kind of looks like Rufio a little bit, you know? That would have been, been perfect. Right? No? Anyways, big fight scene keeps going on. When Jay gets the hook, he throws it into the water. And, you know, Harry dives in to get it. And they finally start to make their retreat. And Uma is fighting with this um, water that they had
0: threatened to throw fucking Ben into, which they said was filled with killer sharks. It was infested with killer sharks, and yet Harry Hook dives in there and and comes back unscathed. You don't even see a fucking fin floating around to build any sort of tension.
1: Yeah. God damn it. Harry, Harry asks for Uma's help. Uma helps him up. And because she does that, Mal and everybody escapes, and Mal kicks off the bridge because the bridge is like a, goes from like where the, like the the wood and everything is to the tunnel. She kicks she kicks the bridge, and that's where we get Uma start saying, "What's my name again?" And uh, yeah, they escape, but as they escape, Mal drops her spell book on the aisle. And this is where we also get a nice text from Dave that says, "Why is it dark on one side of the evil island but light on the ship side? <laughs>
0: Explain that to me. It's still I part of the same I- island. Why I is the why is the ship the pirate side of the island daylight and then the other part of the island complete darkness?
1: I have absolutely no explanation for that because even as they're driving back over the bridge, I'm uh, pretty sure it's light again." Maybe they were inside somewhere. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I've I've got nothing for that. And then you know that's where we also get this great, great, great text from Dave saying "fuck." There's still thirty minutes. No, 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 no.
0: That's not yet. That's not yet. Oh. No, no. Next, they go back to the fencing practice scene, I and and and. and, and, oh, I didn't and miss that. And, and and Jay hands over the captaincy of the f- of the Fenton team to Lonnie because yeah we we didn't discuss this but we found out earlier in the film that the Fenton team consists of a captain and eight men and Chad being the dick that he is wouldn't let Lonnie join the team because she's a woman and she he still doesn't want her to join the team and he re- reiterates the the rule to to Jay and he's like remember. The team has to consist of a captain and eight men. And Jay's like, you're right. So meet your captain. And so Lonnie's introduced as the captain of the fencing team. And she comes in and she's like, okay, give me 10 push-ups. So they, they do 10 push-ups and she's like, okay, that's practice for today. And I, I sent you a text saying a fencing practice that consists of only doing 10 push-ups Lonnie is a terrible captain like fuck it was like a three minute practice what the fuck kind of practice is that it was so stupid
1: so stupid they also had to go get ready for the royal cotillion that was also later that night right you know give him give him some give some slack there Dave then postpone the practice. practice it was mostly just to get Lonnie as the captain there god damn it anyways we uh cut to the scene of the cotillion that's on a ship and mal and everybody's there and ben shows up and then he says he sorry because he doesn't ha- he didn't have time to explain and out of nowhere well, you there, see- there was some sort of there was some sort of
0: dance number around there too because i texted you fuck there's still 30 minutes oh my god more bad dancing fan fucking tastic fuck <laughs> this movo because I misspelled movie, (laughs) and then then I corrected myself, or movie, fuck these fuckers.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Uma, so Uma shows up, and, you know, she goes, Ben goes and brings her down, and basically starts telling Mal that, you know, the reason you could never tell me you love me was because you didn't and it, it makes sense now because now i'm in love with uma and blah 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 and you know everybody's upset with ben now even lonnie's like you know we're with you so jay says to mal let's get out of here They yeah, all go e-
0: even though they all know how out. mal treated ben and the fact that she ran off to the evil island somehow they're still with mal in this situation
1: Again, they, so they go. They go to walk away, and even Belle and Beast are like, "We're so sorry. We didn't know. We'll talk to him." And that's when Jane looks at Lumiere and says, "They can't leave yet. Show them, show them the present." And so <laughs> they they unveil Ben's present for Mal, which is a stained glass picture of her and him. And that's where we get this great text from Dave that says...
0: (laughs) Fuck these fuckers. They were just about to walk out. And now they're cool with Ben again because of a fucking pitcher.
1: Okay, at this point, Dave still doesn't know what's going on.
0: I know what's going on. I can tell that Ben's in a spell. But these fuckers can't (laughs) tell that? And they're about to walk out. They're about to, like, leave his ass. Oh, but no. this, This stained glass fucking pitcher that he made. Oh, no. Let's give let let's not walk out on him now. We're cool with him again. Something must be up here.
1: So Ma, well, because then Mal and Evie are like, well, Mal's saying to Evie, "Oh, he always knew who I was. You know, that's me." Blah blah blah. Yeah, because it shows her as a princess, but it
0: also has her green glowing eyes, the purple hair. So it re- represents the best of both uh both sides of Mal.
1: Yeah. So then Uma says to cover it back up, and you know Lumiere says, "No, I will not." and then she's like well ben you said you have a present for me as well he's like yes i've decided to take down the the barrier for good and tells fairy godmother to do it and she's like no i will not he's like i'm your king do what as i say and that's when that is when mal realizes okay he's under a spell and you know i think his evie's like we'll go kiss him you know true love's kiss so mal goes to talk to him and at that point mal and Uma are both trying to be like, no, you love me, you love me, blah, blah, blah. And Mal kisses him, breaks the curse because, you know, true love's kiss always always does the trick. And, yeah, Uma freaks out, decides to jump off the side of the, the boat. Well, Ben
0: Ben is still trying to convince her to stay and for them to work together and, and yeah. you know, build build and just bridge that gap between the two islands and, and try to get everybody, you know, working together.
1: Yes, yes. But Uma says no and jumps off the side of the of the ship and, just like her mother, turns into a giant sea urchin. Sea urchin. There you go. Yep. So, as she's, you know, she's trying to, like, whip them with her tentacles and splash them and everything... Mal gets really mad, and you can see the green in her eyes come out again, and instead of suppressing it this time, she kind of lets it take over her, and this is where we get another great text from Dave, because Mal transforms into a dragon, and that's when Dave says, for fuck's sake, of course she's a fucking dragon now.
0: Yeah, so sea and Uma and Dragon Mel start battling each other, and they're fighting, they're fighting, and then finally Ben jumps into the water, and he puts himself between the both of them, and he basically, you know, again is still trying to work things out and make and and get everyone to work together, and so. Ursula eventually back or not Ursula Uma eventually backs off and Malf as her dragon self, flies back to the to the cruise ship and, and turns back into her, her human form. And that's when like Evie says, "I didn't know you could do that." And Mal says, "Neither did I."
1: Oh, it was actually the other way. It was Mal was like, "Well, I didn't know I could do that." He was like, "That makes two of us." <laughs>
0: Whatever. What The fact that I know <laughs> lines to any sort of extent from this movie is just, no, I, I, I don't
1: like it. Yeah, so that was that was that part. And then, uh, you know, she goes, talks to Ben. They start, you know, they kiss and, and they start splashing each other because there's so much water on the boat now because of Uma and everything. And then that is where we get this next great set of texts from Dave that says... This movie could have been over 90 minutes ago. But wait, we have to fit in <laughs> one more shitty musical number. <laughs> and that is where we get... See, Dave, you have, you got to know that these movies are going to end on a musical number. They did it with all the high school musicals. They did it at the end of the first Descendants. You should have known it was coming for the second one. Because that's where you get this great song of you and me. Yeah, you, you texted me, you don't
0: like you and me. And I responded with, I, M- more like you and P with all that
1: water around, am I right? Okay, so, you know what? That was me being, you don't like you and me. I was going to literally text you back, don't you dare disrespect you and me. And I almost said that between that one and chilling like a villain. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare disrespect you and me. That was a great, fantastic number.
0: No, no, Dave. it was terrible. all all the musical numbers in this were were so terrible the dance sequences were so overly produced and i i sent you a message when the move as the credits were starting to roll kenny omega is a fantastic wrestler but i hate him for making these shitty movies
1: and just to clarify Kenny Omega has nothing to do with these movies the the director and the choreographer for these movies along with the high school musical movies his name is Kenny Ortega but Dave just likes to call him Kenny Omega <laughs> great canadian wrestler but not a part of these movies oh but wait
0: but wait we get one more scene during during the credit roll cuz why 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 would we just be done there no we 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 get we get a scene of the child uh, child labor victim being is offered scholarship to, to, to the school in, in fucking Aragon or whatever the fuck the, the place is called. Oradon. Like I said, Aragon. And I texted you, <laughs> how is the child labor victim going to the school when she's only eight? <laughs> I
1: mean, to be fair, most, most schools start at fucking like four. If They're in they high
0: day. school. It's supposed to be a high school. <laughs>
1: It's not yeah, the so point it that it she's it
0: being invited to school. <laughs> it's the point that they're she's being invited to that school.
1: Yeah, so Dizzy, get, Dizzy gets a little... little Dizzy gets invited to go to Oradon Prep, and she starts screaming, and that's when you get to hear Lady Germaine yelling at her from upstairs. And that's the end of the movie.
0: No, not quite, because I had one more text to you. The uh, end credit song is a reworked version of Kiss the Girl. And I wanted that to write true. that... I want to write Howard Ashman must be rolling in his grave, but I thought better
1: of it. Although I just said it on air right now and I'm probably going to edit it out. But yeah. I mean, that is true. But the, the the other scene that we got before the the end credits with the Kiss the Girl re, uh, rework was uh, Uma in the water turning around, just like Mal did at the, be- at the end of the first movie and says, wait, you didn't think that was the end of the story, did you? And that's when it ends, and you get the reworked version of "Kiss the Girl." And I don't, I like, I had, I didn't even realize that was the song that they played in the end version when I was watching the movie, and Uma and and Ben were dancing. I'm like, oh look, is this what he's talking about? Because they were they were dancing to a just a music version of "Kiss the Girl," no lyrics or anything, right? I guess you didn't catch that, but that's what I thought you were talking about at first. But that was the end of of Descendants two clearly i mean we've said it before that there is three of the of descendants in this uh, three of the movies for descendants you got the that you we were gonna get it for the, after the third one or after uma's little thing there i cannot wait for you to watch the third one because i just i already know how much you're gonna fucking hate it Fuck. and i just can't i
0: can't I, I i'm 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 done with descendants right now guys two oh,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm giving you i'm definitely giving you a break for sure like this, is, this has been a, a nice little break in between the set first and second one. It wasn't
0: long That's enough. Done. Guys, <laughs> I, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Descendants 2. Our next episode is going to be, I think, a happier ver- a happier topic for everybody involved. But before we go, as is
1: tradition, we have to do it. Josh, give us a rating for Descendants 2. Oh, what did I give Descendants 1? Do you have that? Do you know? Was it a 7 or an 8? uh i think i have your rating maybe i just have mine
0: give me one sec yeah i just have mine i don't have yours unfortunately
1: okay i i like this one more than the first one i really do mostly because i again i love chilling like a villain and you and me those two are like two of my favorites (laughs) chilling like a villain is definitely like my favorite song out of the whole series, and then you and uh, you and me is a great one. I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna stick with an eight, maybe an eight point five. <sighs>
0: Fuck. Okay. I gave
1: the last one five,
0: and this definitely was not anywhere n- near enjoyable for me as the last one. So I can't. In good, co- I should. I, I shouldn't. I should have given the last one maybe a six if I had only known how bad this one was gonna be. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and, and give it a three. The dance numbers were just so overproduced. The use of auto tune was just so unnecessary and so heavily used. The, the, they didn't even do any attempt of, or they did very little attempt seemingly to blend the music to make it sound like they were singing it in the moment, like, Watching that movie, I could definitely tell when the music came on that they were using the tracks recorded from the studio. They made no attempt, or like I said, they seemingly made no attempt to to blend it together to make it sound like they were singing it within the scene. Uh, Just the talking dog, which was so fucking unnecessary. The the inclusion of Gil and Chad two characters which were not needed and had, I, okay, Gil progressed, or sorry, not Gil. Chad progressed the storyline a little bit with the 3D printer stuff. Gil brought nothing to, to the table story wise. Like there, he was not necessary to the story in any shape or form. You could have used him in the first one. You could have saved him for the third one. He had no reason to be there. So with all of that, again, I am going to give this movie a three. And having said that, guys, like we said off the top of the show, if you enjoyed this show, you can follow us on social media. We are available on Twitter, at Ocho Ortiz Disney. We are available on Instagram, at Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. And we are available on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. We're also on TikTok where I post short clips of the show to try to promote the film. I think it's I think our username is at Ocho and Ortiz Pod on that as well. I've tried to use Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod on all social medias. I just couldn't fit Twitter because of the character limit. You can also find us on most major podcasts and platforms. We are available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our main source of uploading is Podbean, Ocho and Ortiz, And again, we do have a Patreon page going now. Again, the tiers are $1, $3, $5, $10, and $20. We would greatly appreciate it if you were able to support us. I know times are tough right now because of the coronavirus. A lot of people are still out of work. Some people are finally going back to work. So if you're able to become our patron, we would definitely appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Ocho and tease Disney Pod. Josh, before we go, any final words from you?
1: Thanks for listening. Dave, thanks for watching this one. <laughs> thanks for putting up with my craziness of, of <laughs> my my love for DCOMs. I'm going to give you a break from DCOMs. Th- th- thank you for f- putting up with my well, rants about it. You know what? I, I don't know if I'm going to give you a break from DCOMs, but I'll give you a break from Descendants for sure for a while. I might choose another DCOM sooner th- sooner rather than later this time. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back soon. We definitely will. And as always, guys...
0: Whether you're listening to this in the morning, the evening, the afternoon, whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're listening, we appreciate you listening, we thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye gentlemen welcome to another edition of the ocho and ortiz wrestling podcast and on this edition sorry let me start that again (laughs) i almost said shit for the second week in a row
1: (laughs) i was trying so hard not to laugh when you're when you're like "Oh." (laughs) oh my god okay that was great uh, sorry I didn't I didn't mean to cut you off but I was just like uh that's not the wrestling podcast
0: <laughs> yeah no it's
1: it's fine you it's fine i'm I'm glad you caught it okay.